Hello and welcome to this episode of Coaching Chaos. Thank you for joining me. It is January 20th, which means in my life, yesterday was my birthday. Yep, I turned 5-0 and that was actually really hard. One of the things that I wanted to do was just, the only thing I wanted to do was just be with my family. And we had a wonderful family dinner on Sunday. Jeff made a beautiful dinner. And then yesterday we went, for my birthday, we went to a trampoline house. And unfortunately, Jeff could not go because he is just in the beginnings of his volleyball season, which should have ended in the fall, but because of COVID, it was pushed to the spring. So for him to leave for a full day, is next to impossible and yet we were able to spend Sunday together but I went with our six kids and four grandbabies to hang time in Orem and it was so much fun and the reason I am letting you know this is because I realized that I can keep up with my kids for the most part but the most important thing is it was really really hard falling into a foam pit you think no big deal but it was so difficult to get out and I began to wonder if I was going to get out and I began to panic and I'm just the more I I tried and the more I struggled it felt like the deeper I got and it was kind of a panicking feeling but with the help of my kids and even my little grandson with her arms reaching out to me, I was able to get up and out of that. And just when I thought that I was out and done and cleared from the foam pit, I ended up back in it. And this time, knowing what to expect, I was a little bit more patient and knew better how to get myself out. But it was kind of a panicky feeling. But once I was out and pulled my pants back up, I had this feeling of accomplishment that I got out of the foam pit. And I was only in it twice, and I don't know that I'm going to ever try to go back in there, but it was hard. And so I want to talk about hard. Something that was also monumental for my birthday yesterday is I started my master's last night was my first class on my birthday and I thought no better way to celebrate my birthday than doing something extraordinary and for me that was going to grad school and I'm in a program to become a licensed marriage and family therapist and I'm going to Lamar University out of Beaumont, Texas. And my first class was last night. And so in the coming episodes, I'm going to share with you part of that journey and some of my aha moments. And I hope that as I'm illuminated, that I can also illuminate your mind and bring them back to how we can relate them to the gospel. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened last night as I was in my first class I had an aha moment in my very first night and I want to share that with you
but overall my birthday was wonderful and my kids worked really really hard alongside my husband to make it memorable it really really was and it's so hard to get all of our kids together but when we do it's wonderful and I'm so grateful for all of the effort that they put into it it makes all of the years of hard work worth it and I keep saying hard because that is what life is filled with hard things and I'm reflecting upon Stanley Ellis's October 2017 that let's see do we trust in him hard is good October 2017 Stanley Ellis excellent talk because as as elder Jeffrey R. Holland talked about in our last conference that we are not going to be able to get through this life unscathed and then sit down with our Savior in the kingdom of heaven and talk about how difficult life was if we did not experience hard. Because nobody experienced hard quite like he did. Our comparison of hard nowhere will ever measure to his difficulty in life even even to the a moment of what he went through being crucified and no one will experience hard even greater than our own father in heaven as he witnesses his children make difficult decisions or do dumb things or bring on their own hard or just go through the hard trials of life. We only have a small, tiny, tiny percentage drop in the bucket, drop in a sea, an ocean of what hard really is. But it's required. They don't require very much of us. They require us to get through it and to do it the very best way that we can. So I'm also reflecting in 1 Nephi uh, 15 when Laman and Lemuel were talking to Nephi saying how difficult it was to go back and get the plates. You know, it took three chapters for that to happen. And Nephi says to them, well, have ye inquired of the Lord? And they said to Nephi, we have not for the Lord maketh no such thing known unto us. And when I read that, I thought about times when I've had conversations with my children. Have you gone to God about this? Have you prayed to Heavenly Father? No, I haven't because I never get answers. Or yes, I have and there's just absolutely nothing. And so my next question is, are you keeping commandments? Are you living in righteousness? That you can have those revelations and feel the Spirit of God? That you can feel His Spirit press upon your mind the things that you need to do? Because in order for you to have a direct communication with our Father in Heaven, you, you must be keeping the commandments. And if you're not, then you're going to sound like this in verse 9. We have not inquired of the Lord, for the Lord maketh no such thing known unto us. And I've talked about prayer. I've talked about prayer coming from the most righteous and how blank it can still feel. And how answers don't come right away. The answers that we need to know, whether it's right or wrong, to me, that is still an answer. It is an answer of, hold on, 
be patient. There are things that you must need to learn first, and that is hard. So Nephi continues on and tells his brothers, Behold, I said unto them, How is it that ye do not keep the commandments of the Lord? How is it that ye will perish because of the hardness of your hearts? Do ye not remember the things which the Lord hath said? If ye will not harden your hearts, and ask me in faith, believing that ye shall receive with diligence in keeping my commandments, surely these things shall be made known unto you. So when that is the response I get, yeah, well, I don't get any answers from Heavenly Father. He he doesn't answer me. I don't feel anything. And yet we are keeping the commandments and we still have that response, then it is very important to hold on. The light will come. The answer will be there. Just be patient. But hard is something that we need to go through so that we can come to know that our Father in Heaven is with us. And even in D&C 3, verse 20, the Lord was telling Joseph Smith that the Lamanites might come to the knowledge of their fathers, that they might know the promise of the Lord, that they may believe the gospel and rely upon the merits of Jesus Christ and be glorified through faith in his name and that through repentance they may be saved. So it is only after their heart whether it is the choices that they brought upon themselves that brought on their difficulties or just the simple trials of life, it is going to be hard. But I would rather have my difficulties, my hardship be when I am righteous, that I know in whom I can trust versus living in unrighteousness and it just being hard and being on my own two feet rather than my own Father in heaven buoying me up. So you always have to choose your heart too. And I, I love that Heavenly Father trusts me enough to allow me to get through heartache and pain. He lets me go and struggle enough through heartache and pain so that I can know true joy. Just like Joseph Smith, Heavenly Father allowed him to struggle in the darkness with the adversary. Just before the light came, he allowed him to struggle just enough for him to know the vast difference between darkness and light. Heavenly Father knew that he would have that struggle in the grove, in the garden, in the sacred grove. He did not let him die. He swooped in just in time with light and released that power. And there stood before Joseph Smith, our very own Father in Heaven and our Savior, Jesus Christ. What an amazing thing to witness, to experience. But with that was a requirement of hard from there on, it was not an easy path. Yeah, I know. I know Heavenly Father personally. He came and spoke to me. And everybody flocking to him and saying, Wow, that must be 
such an amazing thing to have experienced. Can I have your autograph? No. In fact, people hated him, shunned him, and persecuted him. And that continues to this day. There are people who hear this story, and they laugh at us, and they talk about angels and visitations and gold plates. Okay. That's fine, but have you prayed about it? Have you really earnestly sought this out to know if it is truth? I can testify to you that it is. I am so grateful for the trust that Heavenly Father has given me to allow me to to struggle, to feel pain. I am grateful that He's given me the trust with my testimony, my trust in the gospel of Jesus Christ, what I am doing with that. He's trusting me with that. And it's just even in this podcast or teaching his children or being a a good friend to the people he places in my path, that he trusts me with that. He trusts me with a temple recommend to enter into his holy house. He trusts me in my marriage that I will not trample upon those sacred things. He trusts me to be parents of six children. He trusts me. I don't know that I've always trusted myself. In fact, I know that I haven't trusted myself, but he trusts me. And I can testify that I would rather have hard with him rather than hard alone. But the question is, do we trust our Father in Heaven? Do we trust that His commandments are for our good? Do we trust His leaders that preside over us, even though they are they are imperfect as well, and they go through their own hard? Do we trust them to lead us? Do we trust that Heavenly Father keeps His promises? In my last podcast, that was such an aha moment that it isn't just that He's crossing His fingers behind his back and saying, well, you know, I'm not so sure that I'm going to keep this promise, but I'm going to say that I am. No, his promises are sure. Do we trust the Heavenly Father? And Jesus Christ, <clears throat> did Jesus Christ, do that they, they want to help us? In the midst of our trials, do we trust that they are there? Do we trust that through good times, they're cheering us on and through hard times, they're cheering us on, cheering us on? <clears throat> Do we trust him? So I think back throughout my life and in all the difficulties in my marriage, in the difficulties of raising my family, in the difficulties of moments with struggling in the gospel, the difficulties with my own siblings and my parents, they were hard things. They were hard moments difficulties of trial and error and sin and temptation. Honestly, as I sit here and think about it, I have arrived right here, right now, where I am today because of them. It has caused me to be more trusting in my Father in Heaven, more self-reliant. And as Elder Eldis says, it seems clear that hard is good. And during the terrible dark days that Joseph Smith struggled while he was in Liberty Jail, it was, the conditions were terrible. 
They were terrible, but Heavenly Father simply says to them, says to Joseph, all these things shall give thee experience and shall be for thy good. We may never have to experience those kinds of conditions or that kind of pain, being separated from our family and sitting in a dark, cold jail and food that was not edible, being guarded by men who are foul and rank. That was hard, but the Lord promises him that that would be for his experience. And so as I look back upon my trials, for example, many years ago, yes, I have six children, but I went through a few years of infertility. I still don't know why, but I miscarried twice and it was hard. I wondered if I was ever going to have my family. But as I see other women struggle with infertility and miscarriage, they look at me with six children and they think, oh, you don't understand. And I say, oh, but yes, I do. It is very hard and I'm grateful for those experiences because I can relate and give forth greater empathy. When Jeff lost his job or when I struggled through my own schooling or watching my kids struggle in their heart and trusting in my Heavenly Father and committing myself to Him that Thy will be done. That's been hard. To completely relinquish all control, that is difficult. Elder Ellis says, in the world of nature, hard is part of the circle of life. It is hard for a baby chick to hatch out of that tough eggshell. But when someone tries to make it easier, the chick does not develop the strength necessary to live. In a similar way, the struggle of a butterfly to escape the cocoon strengthens it for the life it will live. Through these examples, we see that hard is the constant. We all have challenges. The variable is our reaction to the heart. So, for example, in the Book of Mormon, people suffered great persecution and much affliction. So there were two ways that people were in the Book of Mormon and in our own lives, how they reacted. One, they did fast and pray off and did wax stronger and stronger in their humility and firmer and firmer in the faith of Christ unto the filling their souls with joy and consolation. See, you can choose your heart, but it's your reaction. How do you act upon it? Do you seek for God or you try to stand on your own? So the other example, because of the exceedingly great length of the of the war between the Nephites and the Lamanites, many had become hardened and many were softened because of their afflictions insomuch they did, they did humble themselves before God. So there were some that were hardened and turned away from God. And then there were some who were softened in their afflictions and did humble themselves. And so sometimes we are compelled to turn to God because, ah, oh, cannot take this anymore. We need relief. We turn to God. And Elder Ellis, before he became a general authority, was once a, a financial consultant and he dealt with his clients who were multi-millionaires. And they had been through a lot of difficulties and hardship to become successful. 
He said the saddest thing for me to hear was to hear them say that they wanted to make it easier for their children. They did not want their children to suffer as they had. In other words, they would deprive their children of the very thing that had made them successful. He says, do we have the faith to trust his promises regarding tithing that 90% of our increase plus the Lord's help is way better than doing our money on our own with 100% of it? I would rather pay the tiny 10%, live on 90%, the 10% is wealth untold. It is far reaching. Bridges are connected ends are met. Miracles happen because of 10% rather than living on 100% and leave it to our own devices to figure it out. Do we have sufficient faith to trust that he will visit us in our afflictions, that he will contend with those that contend with us, and that he will consecrate our afflictions for our gain? Will we simply exercise the faith necessary to keep his commandments so that he can bless us both temporarily and spiritually? And will we continue faithful to the end so that he can receive us into his presence? He wants the best for us. He will answer our prayers. Maybe not immediately, maybe not right away. Maybe he leaves us in the struggle. Trust in that struggle. That that hard will be for our benefit. Think about the exercise I got scrambling out of the foam pit yesterday. I looked at my watch and realized that my heart rate had been well over 120 beats per minute for most of the time that we were running around the jump house. It was so much fun. In whatever we do, we should not decide nor act out of a spirit of fear. Truly, God hath not given us the spirit of fear. So when we are in a trial, when we are in our own heart, don't continue on in fear. Simply trust. Do you not realize the idea of fear not is emphasized throughout the scriptures? The Lord has taught us that discouragement and fear are tools of the adversary. The Lord's answer to hard times is to simply go forward with faith. Each of us may have a different opinion about what is difficult. It might be difficult to pay tithing when things are tight. It may be difficult for the idea of it is to go forward with the faith to marry when you're unsure about it, but you've already been told that it's right. Or it might be difficult to just be content with what we have. Or it might be difficult to walk forward into that bishop's office and repent and even have to experience church discipline but that marks the beginning of a very new life. Regardless of the issue of hard, hard is good for all of us who move forward with faith. So when I was working on my first class last night, our instructor wanted us to understand the method of yet. Instead of saying, that I can't do this it's too hard I don't understand this or this doesn't work try putting the word yet on the end of this 
I can't do this yet. I don't understand this yet. This doesn't make sense yet. Instead of completely giving up because it's hard, put the word yet on the end of all of it and you will see that as it comes to pass, you did work through it. I just don't know it right now. I just don't know it yet. Yet it will come to pass. And I have come to know these things for myself, that it is truth. And I know that as we are faithful and rely on our Father in Heaven, we can get through all difficult and hard things. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Coaching Chaos. May you have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time. And please share these words with someone who is struggling today that say, I can't do this. Tell them, yes, but you can. You just can't do it yet. We'll see you next time.